guys, you know that. It's a man's game tonight. Here we come. Welcome in to the First and Goal Show. I'm Scott Ayers alongside John Schmidt with possibly... <laughs> We're having some issues here at KRNU too. Um, yeah, some, little little uh, problems with the intro there. Some, uh, some serious audio problems and so some things we're not recording. Next thing you know, I'm holding up my phone audio and that's where our intro was recorded from at the beginning of this show. But we are happy to be here. Another week done in the NFL. A lot, a lot of big games this week. A lot of a lot big of games. That. One thing to remain true, Arizona, still a bad football team. The Buffalo Bills, not that bad. No, Buffalo Bills, surprising the world, six and a half point underdogs and coming through with an absolute spanking in Minnesota. That game was not close from start to finish. So ugly that at one point, Josh Allen hurtling over a Vikings defender. That was kind of the story of the game. Uh, Minnesota couldn't get things going offensively and could not slow down the Bills' offense. Yeah, that game just proved that anything can happen in the NFL. I mean, I don't think anybody would have predicted the Bills to win that game. No. I mean... I don't know if it was Vontae Davis retiring at halftime last week that gave the team uh, some extra motivation there or or what, but they, they, looked, they, looked, uh, they looked like a good team this week. They want to win now. The Bills want to win. Um, now, granted, as a Minnesota team, maybe the, the Vikings come in a little – a little overconfident, a little cocky, and when you when you play like that, you actually start to play to the level of your opponents. Um, if you get in that mentality, it can really take a blow to your team, and we saw that with Minnesota. I don't think they should really be too worried about anything. I think this was just a mental lapse. I think Minnesota is still a very good football team. Yeah, I do too. I, I still think they have a lot of good players on defense. I, I think they'll they'll be able to bounce back from this. Uh, they have a Legitimate quarterback in, in uh, Kirk Cousins now. Um, some great playmakers at, at wide receiver and then Dalvin Cook in the backfield. So I, I think it was just a, a fluke for them, an off week. Uh, I still, 
the Bills looked better, but I still don't think they're a fantastic football team. No, I don't think so either. Uh, I think it was just more so that the Vikings just had a really, really bad week. Yeah, I think Minnesota was extremely unprepared in that game. And that's why we saw um, just the complete blowout in Minnesota. So, but Bills winning that one, another game that really draws your attention is probably the ugliest, one of the ugliest games you'll see in the NFL season. The Titans beating the Jaguars 9-6. to Jacksonville coming off that New England win, you'd really think that they'd start tearing up the AFC South. But Tennessee has given uh, Jacksonville problems since Bortles has really arrived. And once again, Mariota comes in for the injured Blake Gabbert. And Tennessee improves to 2-1 and one behind Mariota and that 9-6 win over Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a game of defenses. Both teams have, have solid defenses. Um, offenses, not so much. Uh, Blake Bortles and, and Marcus Mariota um, aren't quarterbacks that are going to put up ridiculous amount of yards or, or, or touchdowns and they were both going against great defenses so I think it was uh, it wasn't that much of a surprise that it was so low uh, a low scoring game but I didn't see it being nine to six uh, for a final score no not at all and you know the AFC South what an interesting array of quarterbacks you have Blake Bortles Marcus Mariota Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson all first round picks and that doesn't necessarily happen in every division or every draft and um, Bortles and and Mariota two top five guys and neither yeah. have really lived up to that potential. Now, Blake Bortles has improved a lot since his rookie year, um, but still has those moments like this game against Tennessee where not very impressive, um, really struggled all game long. Just 155 passing yards on 34 attempts and 21 completions. Uh, just they could not move the ball against Tennessee. Um, and it's not as Mariota had a great game, but he does not have feeling in his hands right in his right hand right now, which when you're a right-handed quarterback, that can be a little bit difficult to throw the football. Yeah, and, and um, also in that same division, Deshaun Watson uh, this week, he uh, he had a better work than than he he did the last the first two weeks of the season. Um, he obviously came off that ACL tear last year. Um, but this week he he threw for 385 yards, two touchdowns, and and had one interception uh, against a mediocre Giants team. But I've still been waiting for him to get back into uh, the form that he was in last year. Um, he looked like a solid franchise quarterback that could have a very promising future. And obviously, with that unfortunate injury, you hate to see that. Um, and he came out this this year looking a little bit shaky and. I'm I'm excited for him to 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 get back into the form that he was last year. Well, yeah, and recovering from an ACL injury is so tough for any position. I think you had mentioned it, Adrian Peterson. He comes back so early from his injury and still was able to tear up the league. And unfortunately, I think some GMs and owners thought that would be the norm. And then you see things like Robert Griffin the third, who rushed back by Shanahan and company. He is now kind of a dud in the NFL, and that's not because of his own talent, but his injuries kind of held him back. And so Watson just needs to be careful coming back from that injury because if he is fully healthy, he can be dominating. But, yeah, they suffer that loss against New York 27-22, and the Giants finally get some offense from Eli Manning and company. Saquon Barkley also having a tremendous game. 82 receiving or 82 rushing yards on 17 carries for a touchdown, um, and also had a few receptions for 35 yards as well. Yeah, and, and 
one of the mo- one of the rookies that I'm most excited for is Saquon Barkley. Um, he's behind a a pretty bad line. Uh, the New York Giants have a not the greatest line. Uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, but I, I think Saquon Barkley can can develop into a top running back. And and this week, I mean, 17 carries for for 82 yards and a touchdown. He looked he looked more comfortable. He he, he broke tackles. Um, he looked uh, a lot better than he did in the past. And and you can credit a lot credit a lot of that to to like I said, the offensive line. Yeah. No. And um. Barkley is a breakout player, and um, I, I think people are just waiting. He's had a few huge big-time plays week one. He had that, I don't know, 68-yard run for a touchdown against, uh, I, I'm blanking on who, but big-time run. Um, and so that's the kind of player you get from Barkley. But um, there's really two offenses and two teams in the NFL that everyone should keep their eye on. And that is the Los Angeles Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City has one of the most explosive players in all of football, um, and Patrick Mahomes and a, and a crew behind him that is a great supporting cast. I think the biggest issue, we've talked about it before, John, can Kansas City's defense get the job done? Because we know this team can put up 42 points any given week. The problem is, can their defense continue to hold without Eric Berry and a strong uh, corner crew? Yeah, and once again this week the the offense was explosive. I mean, Patrick Mahomes looked like a stud again. He added three more touchdowns. He's at 13 now on the season. Uh, one of the most impressive ones coming from that uh, 37-yard rollout. He ran a total of 37 yards uh, rolling out and finding Chris Conley in the back of the end zone, which just showed his the, the arm strength that he has. And he threw it 62 miles an hour. Yeah, it just a, into a tight window, just an absolute laser. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the Chiefs offense – Obviously, is very explosive. They looked explosive again. They looked comfortable. They looked they looked good. They have they have yet to make mistakes. They've they've lost a couple fumbles on the year. But Patrick Mahomes hasn't thrown any interceptions, um, and they're they're winning the turnover battle. And, and they looked comfortable. They look like a, a an offense that can win the Super Bowl. But the defense, once again, did not look like the de- a defense that could can win the Super Bowl. Um, there's been this is another topic I wanted to talk about. There's been rumors this week that the Chiefs are looking into a trade for Earl Thomas, which I absolutely think they need to do. Um, when you have such, you have so many guys on on offense that are on rookie contracts, especially Patrick Mahomes, obviously, and you have this extra money to spend. I think you need to bring in other big name guys and, and try to make a push for that Super Bowl. And quite honestly, this defense can't get it done right now. And I think that. Uh, Brett Veach, the GM, needs needs to realize that all these guys aren't going to be able to stay here forever once once they have once they have to get paid once they're off their rookie contracts. So I think the time is now to to go out and, and sign a guy like Earl Thomas and and bring him into a secondary that has struggled so much this season. Yeah. They give up over a thousand passing yards through the first two weeks. Um, Jimmy That's Garoppolo had 251 this week, and he he just he made it look easy again, um, just giving up so many uh, so many plays and. They they need to fix it. Um, the pass rush has been inconsistent. Justin Houston looked better looked better this week. Uh, he had two sacks, but once again he's he's not looking like his old self from 2014 where he had 22. Um, so you want to see the, the pass rush be more consistent, and but a lot of that falls on on the secondary not being able to stay on their man for right. for long enough to give the the pass rush guys a chance to get there. But 
Yeah, like like I said, they I think they need to bring in a guy like Earl Thomas to to help fix that secondary and because then you get Eric Berry back and you have Earl Thomas and, and Eric Berry sitting back there that that goes from one of the worst secondaries in the NFL to one of the best. And if if you add that to your team on top of the the offense that the Chiefs have, I think they can make a run at the Super Bowl. I think so too. I mean, this is a team that uh, unfortunately actually gave up more yards than they gained. Uh, against the 49ers now they still have that 38-27 win and Mahomes was explosive and I guess a more of a bend don't break sort of defense for Kansas City but um, when they play tougher opponents that necessarily won't work you play New England um, you know Jacksonville against really tough defenses um, you have to be able to rely on your defense to hold as well because um you have to be a complete team to win the Super Bowl. We've noticed that from past teams that teams that really only have an offense tend to struggle or only have a defense can sometimes struggle as well. Um, and so that is the biggest question mark right now for Kansas City. Meanwhile, for the Los Angeles Rams, I mean, that looks like a complete team. Jared Goff yep. is slinging the ball well, and that defense is mean. And they also have maybe a top three and maybe the best running back in the NFL in Todd Gurley. Yeah, th- they are complete on both sides of the ball. They did take a major hit today, though. Um, it was announced that Aqib Tlaib's going on IR. Yeah. Um, he's having ankle surgery. He he hopes to come back uh, later this year, but I, I wouldn't um, be too sure about that. I mean, having an ankle surgery right now, already in, in week four now, I, I think his chances of coming back are, are slim to none. Um, but, yeah, I, they still have so many so many more playmakers uh around on that defense. I mean, Marcus Peters, obviously another really great cornerback that they acquired in the off season who also went down with an injury, but uh, I don't think it's as serious uh, as Aqib Tlaib's, but yeah. And then re-signing Aaron Donald, bringing in Dominican Sue. I mean, they just, and, and on both sides of the ball um, or on the other side of the ball, they Todd Gurley looks good. Once again, Jared Goff looks really good slinging the ball. They brought in Brandon cooks in the off season to help the, help that receiving core and, yeah, they look like a complete team that can really make a run, and I think Sean McVay deserves so much of the credit. He's he's really turned that team around. They were bad for so many years, and now, now they're now they're the best. Jeez, I mean, yeah, this team is a Super Bowl hopeful. This team is scary, and the NFC needs to watch out because I think the Rams are a team that could win thirteen, fourteen games this season and so I agree that is a team that people need to watch out for John and um you know going around the rest of the league I I think we see just a few more undefeated teams left there's a great game uh between Atlanta and the Saints and that was fun to watch down into overtime and Schmidt we were talking about it and you had said basically whoever got the ball first was going to win in overtime yeah that's that was kind of just how the game went it seemed like there was not much defense. Both teams were going down and, and putting board, points on the board quickly. Uh, you have two of the best quarterbacks in the league uh, going head-to-head in Drew Brees and Matt Ryan. Um, and the Saints, who haven't had a good defense in years. And then the Falcons' defense has looked shaky this year. They they lost a lot of their starters to injuries. Um, yep. But, yeah, both defenses just didn't um, did not look good. They haven't looked good this season. And it was an offensive battle that – Went into overtime, Saints got the ball first, and they went down and won. 
Yep, and uh, and that's how that's all she wrote for that. And then Cowboys Seattle. We'll just cover one more game here, but Cowboys in Seattle. Are the Cowboys in trouble now? One and two after suffering a bad loss. The Seattle offense looked bad all game long, and this has been a lethargic offense through the first three weeks. Should the Dallas Cowboys be worried? Well, I think the loss, the losses of Jason Witten and Des Bryant, uh, are showing. Uh, Dak Prescott is not looking as good. He doesn't have those. He lost his top two targets that he's gone to consistently, who were some of the top guys at their position. And um, his top target now, Cole Beasley, arguably, and I don't think that's a guy you want to have as your number one wide receiver. Um, yeah, it's showing. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's still still doing his thing, 16 carries, 127 yards. But uh, – I'd like to see. I think the Cowboys need to get a better receiving group. Uh, I think maybe, so. maybe a better tight end if, if they want to really fix that offense. I agree, and they don't have the offensive line they used to have now. Sometimes that doesn't matter when you have a running back like Ezekiel Elliott, but no real threats. They they drafted Michael Gallup in the offseason from Colorado State in the third or fourth round, I believe. But um, other than that, this this offense is. Not very frightening, and Jason Garrett, who's been in Dallas for quite some time now, needs to, I think, start being worried about his job. I think that hot seat is starting to heat up for Garrett. Um, even though, you know, he's had some success, I don't think he's had enough to warrant uh, how much time he has spent in Dallas. Um, so, Schmidt, we talk about, uh, you know, the success in a lot of these different teams. Who's a team or player that's really caught your eye um, as we really start to heat up in the NFL? Um, well, I, I want to say, I guess talking about rookies, Baker Mayfield uh, coming into the game for the Browns and, and really taking over uh, and coming back to win that game. That, that really stood out to me this week. Uh, he was actually just named the starter either today or yesterday, I think earlier today. Um, and I, I'm excited for him. He he looked good. He looked comfortable. Uh, he led the Cleveland Browns to a win who haven't won in how, however many days it was, 630-something days. Um, yeah, he looked good, and I'm, I'm excited to see him going forward. I think I think he can be a solid quarterback, uh, the, so, the, the solid guy, the solid quarterback that, that Cleveland needs, and they've been searching for for such a long time i think so too and i think to see the that city have a little bit of hope is a beautiful thing for the city of cleveland um first and goal show i'm scott airs alongside john schmidt um, as we kind of hit the half hour mark um we're gonna send this to not a commercial break but a musical break um here on krnu too so stick with us we'll be talking about our pick after the break
You've been scarred and caught off guard. It's hard to face the days that change our graceful way.
Welcome back to the First and Goal Show. I'm Scott Ayers alongside John Schmidt, and we have our weekly pick'em here on this show. And uh, week three was not favorable uh, to myself. It was great for John. John finishing ten and six on the week. Not bad. I finished seven and nine. Um, but here's some games that you know we picked that kind of went the other way. I chose the Detroit Lions. You took New England. That was uh, that was my pride and glory last week. Uh, New England just got smacked. Bad game for the Patriots two weeks in a row. Time to maybe question. We had a lot of similar picks. However, you chose the Giants. I chose Houston. I chose Denver. You chose Baltimore. We both chose Jacksonville, and we both chose Minnesota. Two big losses right there, and we also chose Oakland. Meanwhile, um, I made the mistake of choosing the Falcons over New Orleans, and a lot of those early games, I think I finished like two and six on, so or two and seven, so not impressive. But here we are, a new week, a new chance to redeem myself against you, John. And in that first game, Thursday night football, Minnesota versus Los Angeles. Can Minnesota bounce back, or will Los Angeles continue their dominance early on in the NFL? Yeah, and like we talked about before, the Vikings had such a bad week, such a bad game on Sunday, and it doesn't help them that they have a short week and have to play on Thursday night. I don't see the Rams losing this. Um, I think it'll be, I think it'll be close. I do think it'll be a close game, but yeah, I, I just, I don't see the Rams uh, losing this game. You know, me neither, John. I, uh, I I see Los Angeles. I think it will be pretty close, but I think Los Angeles pulls away late. Next game, Bengals versus Falcons. Falcons trying to come up, come uh, bounce back really after that loss against um, New Orleans. It is at home for the Falcons. Schmidt. Hmm. AJ Green. AJ Green is questionable this week. He suffered a groin injury. Um, last week i i think i'm gonna go with the falcons on this one at home i think they're gonna bounce back and uh and get the win especially if aj green doesn't play i think the falcons chances go up yeah i'm taking atlanta as well i think matt ryan has found his groove i know they lose to new orleans last week but that offense is scary and i'm not sold on andy dalton in the cincinnati offense uh next we have the bucks versus the bears buccaneers bears um I'm I'm going with Tampa Bay in this game. I I like Fitz Ma- Fitzpatrick. Excuse me, almost called him Fitzmagic, which he has been, and um, I think he should be the starter for Tampa Bay in this game. I know the Bears' defense is scary, but that offense is bad for Chicago. Just 16 points against Arizona. Mitch Trubisky has not looked great, and their best player is Jordan Howard on the offensive side. I I don't see Chicago scoring more than. Oh, I don't know. 21 points in this game because I don't think Tampa Bay's defense is too great either, but I like the Buccaneers in this game. Yeah, and they're they're 2 and 1. Um week 1 they had they lost to the Packers when Aaron Rodgers got hurt and then came back in uh later in the game and and led the Packers back to a victory. And then in week 2 they they beat a mediocre Seahawks team by 7 and then this last week they squeaked out a win against the Cardinals. I don't see the Bears uh, winning this one. I don't, like you said, I don't think their offense is that good. And uh, I think Fitzpatrick has played well. Uh, he's put up over 400 yards in 
in the first three weeks. I think he's gonna. I think he'll be named the starter for for this game now that Jam- because of Jameis Winston coming back. Uh, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick will be named the starter again. I think he's gonna continue to play well, and I think that the Buccaneers will win this one. Next, we have Lions Cowboys. Man, a game that could go either way. Um, the Lions. I'm gonna take the Lions on this one. After they looked impressive against the Patriots. Um, and the Patriots haven't had the best start to the season, but the Lions looked a lot better than they did in weeks one and two. Um, yeah, so I'm going with the Lions on this one. I, uh, I unfortunately, we're going to be agreeing on these first four picks. I like Detroit in this game. I don't think Dallas is very good. And I, I know thinking the idea of thinking that they'd be one and three to start the season season sounds crazy, but I believe it's going to happen. I, I don't think that um, they have much of an offense, and their defense is middle of the road. And unfortunately, when you have a bad offense, you need an excellent defense to succeed. Um, and that's why we saw that loss against Seattle, twenty four thirteen. I I like Detroit in this game. Um, next up, we have. The Bills versus the Packers. Buffalo goes into Green Bay. Um, John, who you like? Um, I got to go with the Packers on this one. Um, I like Aaron Rodgers at home. Uh, he's been dominant um, in Lambeau Field, and I don't see. I know the Bills had a good week, but I don't see Buffalo coming in and and taking down Aaron Rodgers and the Packers uh, on their on their home field. So I'm going with the Packers on this one. Yeah, I am too. I I know we're kind of two peas in a pod right now, but there's no way the Bills keep up that magic. And if they do, that's incredible. I'll, I'll uh, bite my tongue on that, but I, I do believe that, that the Packers are all too great. And um, The next game we see is the Eagles versus the Titans. Titans at home, and um, the Eagles squeaked one out against Andrew Luck and the Colts, and that was a pesky game, a game where I actually chose Indianapolis um, and I, I think Tennessee's defense is going to be tough for wins to face. Um, but the difference is I think Indianapolis' offense is far better than Tennessee's, and I don't think Tennessee will be able to get it done at home against the Eagles. I like Philadelphia. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the hot take on this one, uh, switch it up a little bit. I'm gonna, I'll take Tennessee. Uh, their, their defense is, is solid, um, holding the Jaguars to uh, six points this week. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm going to go Tennessee on this one. Good. I, I like that. I like the variety in picks. Well, we have Houston versus the Colts. This is a big game because if Houston loses this, they will drop to 0-4 and, and really will um, start thinking about next season. Now that's a bit of a reach, but I think that this team – you know, to start off 0-4 is digging yourself in a monumental hole, and they have a chance to start climbing back up against a, a scrappy opponent in the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, and 0-3 is hard enough to come back from, but but 0-4 is nearly impossible. Um, if they, yeah, if they start the season off 0-4, there's slim to no chance that they'll make the postseason. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with the Texans on this one though. Um, Deshaun Watson is starting to look better, starting to look more comfortable, making less mistakes than he, than he did in the first two weeks there. Um, the Colts ha- and Andrew Luck has, has looked good this season. Um, they've lost some tight games, but I like uh, Deshaun Watson coming in and getting this win. 
I know. I, I've been back and forth on this game, but just for the sake of some variety, I'm going to take Indianapolis. They nearly beat Philadelphia. Had a couple of chances late in the game to do so, um, but unfortunately unable to pull through. I think that Andrew Luck and his experience will help propel them in this game against Houston. Well, we have a divisional matchup between the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. Miami 3-0. and Meanwhile, New England just 1-2. and And this is a big game for Miami because it could be a testament to say, hey, we are the real deal and we can compete with anyone. Meanwhile, for New England, big game um, to really still show that this team has a lot of firepower. Yeah, um, New England's obviously had a slow start to the season. Uh, this is the first time they've been two games back in their division since 2002, which is insane to think about. Um, this this is a huge game, probably the biggest game uh, of next week. I, I like the Patriots in this one, though, uh, mainly because they're at home. I think they play so much better at home. Every team usually does. Um, but the, the Dolphins are 3-0, but they've they've squeaked out some, some close wins against some bad to average teams and um, I think Tom Brady's coming off a loss I think he's going to play well this week and I think the Patriots will get it done yeah I think Brady's going to have some serious fire in him and um, tough for Miami to be coming off or playing a team that's coming off two losses and really just wants to get that bad taste out of their mouth I think New England wins this game and I think they'll win it soundly um, against Miami so um, both for New England and um, how about this uh the two other, or no, excuse me, one other team in their division, the the Jets, will be taking on the AFC South's Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags coming off a bad loss against Tennessee. And the Jets, well, they made history beating that team who lost to the Cleveland Browns. Um, Schmidt, the Jets have had some time to rest, um, but they really haven't been impressive. I think um, the Jets are a, or a, are a five and eleven, six and ten team at best this year, um, and I like Jacksonville at home. I think they're going to bounce back and beat the Jets. Yeah, I, I like Jacksonville as well. It's um, this. I think this is kind of a kind of a no brainer. Um, Sam Darnold has not looked spectacular this season. He's he's made a lot of mistakes, which you can expect from a rookie quarterback. But the Jets in general, their defense has looked good, but as a whole as a whole team they they just haven't looked all that great and they're facing a really tough opponent this week at Jacksonville so i yeah i like the jaguars in this one we head to oakland for a team that paid a coach nearly 100 million dollars for 10 years and has yet to win a football game since he's been back it's cleveland versus oakland cleveland really could be undefeated at this point um, against Oakland, who has played in a lot of close games, has lost in every single one of their close games. 0-3 um, versus 1-1-1. Uh, Schmidt, who do you like in this? Uh, I, I like the Browns. I, I think I think the Browns, like you said, they could be 3-0. and They've had two really tough losses. Uh, I think they're actually a decent football team, and... I do not think the Raiders are a decent football team. They have not looked good this season. Um, they did have a semi-tough opponent last week against the Dolphins, um, but they they just haven't looked great as as a unit. And uh, yeah, I I, I, I got to go with the Browns on this one. Yeah, I'm taking Cleveland as well. I think it's um, going to be another close game, one that can go really either way. 
there's no there's no pass rush in Oakland, and I wonder why. You know, that's one of those things. Hmm, I wonder why they don't have a, an elite pass rush like they used to. Yeah, Khalil uh, Mack has more sacks on the season than their entire line combined. Yeah, that's and, a and that was a big mistake. I don't know Gruden. if it was a joke or what, but John Gruden in in a press conference uh, said that it's it's hard to find a good pass rusher. I saw that, <laughs> and it's you shake your head and you wonder why he's saying those things. Um, well, next up we have Seattle taking on rookie quarterback Josh Rosen. He's getting the start for Arizona, put in a really tough situation last week, thrown into the game late in the fourth quarter against Chicago, told to try to lead his team down to drive and score. Not necessarily the ideal situation you want to put your rookie quarterback, but this week he's getting the start against Seattle, and I think the Seahawks are going to eat him up. I like Seattle in this game. Now, if they trade Earl Thomas, which uh, there's been some speculation, then my p- pick might change. But for right now, John, I'm taking Seattle. Yeah, Josh Rosen getting the start this week. Um, I, I like I like Seattle on this one too. Um, Josh Rosen came in, like you said, Scott, uh, late in the game last week, but he was just four or seven for 36 yards and, and an interception. When, when he has played this season, and even in the preseason, he hasn't looked great. I, I don't see him. Um, getting a win against uh, Seattle. No, me neither. And um, that's going to be a tough matchup for any guy to make his first start against. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. The Saints and Giants, an interesting matchup. The Giants finally getting their offense going. Meanwhile, the Saints have had their offense going all season long. John, who do you think gets it done, New York or New Orleans? Uh, I like New Orleans. Um Drew Brees has looked phenomenal this season, doing his thing. Um, coming off a, a shootout against the Falcons last week, I think they continue that trend. I think they put a lot of points on the board um, against a not-so-great Giants, New York Giants football team. I, I I like the Saints in this one. Yeah, I, I do too. I like, I like New Orleans, and I, I think that um, – I know the Giants beat Houston, but Houston's also 0-3. I think Seattle is a serious contender in the NFC this year, and they get the job done in New York. Meanwhile, the Niners, who just lost Jimmy Garoppolo against the Chargers, who are a team that year after year just seem to not be able to win close games. It's the Chargers versus the Niners, and I like San Diego in this game. C.J. Beathard, I think, will be making the start for the Niners, and that will be tough. Beathard, um, pretty middle of the road at Iowa and now he has to go into Los Angeles, which really isn't a scary environment, but still to start on the, on the road in your first game can be difficult. Yeah, like you said, Jimmy Garoppolo tearing his ACL. He's done for this season. Um, you hate to see that. I, I don't think C.J. Beathard's going to be able to get this win or any wins if, uh, for that matter. Uh, they have Matt Brady in, in the backfield who's leading the league in rushing right now. Um, he had he got a suffered a hyperextended knee last week, so he's questionable to play. Um, considering those injuries, I don't uh, see them beating the San Diego Chargers, who who have two losses on the season, but it's come against arguably the best two teams in football in in the Chiefs and Rams. So, I like the Chargers in this one. Yeah, I, I think I think that's the 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 right pick too. I think San Diego. Um, they have a good offense, and their defense isn't bad either. Um, so the Chargers are, I think, a team to look out for late in the season that might try to steal a wild card bid. Well, we have two more games left, two divisional battles, and this one should be interesting. Baltimore has to um, 
Pittsburgh. I don't know why I blanked on that for a second, but Baltimore versus Pittsburgh. Sunday night football in a game that I think everyone should be excited for. Baltimore, 3-1 and one on the season and against a Steelers team that has played pretty off and on um, all season long. Yeah, I really like the primetime games this week. I mean, Thursday it's Vikings-Rams, and then Sunday night's this this Ravens-Steelers game, and then Monday night's Chiefs-Broncos. Um, uh, in this Ravens versus Steelers, uh, I like the Ravens. Um, the Steelers are at home, but their defense is – they looked pretty good again last week against the Bucks, but they still have some question marks. Obviously still without Le'Veon Bell. Um uh, yeah, I, I like the Ravens in this one, who who have looked pretty good this season. You know, John, I am I'm very shocked that we're both choosing the Ravens here. Um, I mean, I'm ch- I'm shocked that we're both we've had so many similar picks, but I like Baltimore as well. I I think that I know it's on the road, and the Steelers had a nice win against Tampa Bay, um, but they didn't do anything in the second half. They just kind of sat on the ball and. Tampa Bay just started chipping away at that game all all, all second half. And so I think the Steelers' defense um, is not good. Baltimore's defense is very good. And I think that's going to be the difference. Joe Flacco can get it done. Um, even if he has 250 passing yards, that will be enough. And I think that I like Baltimore in this game. Yeah, they, they've got a good one-two punch in the backfield, too, and, and Alex Collins and uh, Javarius Allen. So uh, – I like their and like you said, I th- I think Joe Flacco can get it done. So, I like the Ravens' offense uh, in this one. And finally, Monday Night Football, Kansas City heads to Denver. Denver's had some serious offensive woes and problems in coverage, um, and that will be an issue against Patrick Mahomes, the NFL leader in passing touchdowns, um, and has really just lit up the league. John, I have a feeling I know who you want, but let me hear it. Well, this is going to come as a surprise to nobody. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this one. <laughs> um, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to continue his uh, his hot streak and uh, put up some good numbers against a tough Broncos defense, against a tough Broncos football team. I, I think it'll be a tight game um, Monday night on the road. I, I think the the Chiefs' offense will slow down a little bit, but I still think they'll they'll do enough to get it done. Yeah, um, in my heart, I want to say Denver. My mind says 100%, no doubt about it, Kansas City. But I'm going to follow my heart tonight, John, <laughs> and it's so we can have some variety in this Pick'em show. I'm going to choose the Denver Broncos. Um, not a whole lot of reason behind it. I think Kansas City has a better offense. Their defense is a little bit worse than Denver, but not enough to have a uh, big enough impact. But you know what? Case Keenum is going to get it done. The gunslinger will come back to life. Fun fact about Case Keenum, he holds the passing yards, most passing yards ever by any college quarterback, 19,000 at the University of Houston. Did not know that. Yeah. Huh. So that's a fun fact. So go write home about that. Tell your kids. <laughs> tell your family. You name it. There's a fun fact about Case Keenum, and that's the reason why the Denver Broncos will defeat the Kansas City Chiefs on yeah, Monday. This is a game that could have some postseason implications. Uh, I think. This, oh, absolutely. I think this is a huge game that – uh, come the end of the season, come week 16 and week 17, I think we're going to look back at and um, it, it's going to it's going to really mean a lot because uh, I think it's going to be a tight race 
for the AFC West between these two teams. Um, yeah, I think the the Chiefs will win the division, but I think the Broncos will be only a game back or so. Absolutely. Well, John, we're starting to actually near the end of the show, and we'll just keep it going here. I'm Scott Ayers alongside John Schmidt on the first and goal show. And, and John, three weeks done. Is there a team that has surprised you both either positively or negatively so far this season? Um, I, I have to go with the Cardinals. Uh, it's surprising how bad they are. Um, getting David Johnson back, arguably one of the best running backs in the NFL, two seasons ago uh, put up over 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving. Um, he has not put up good numbers this year, and a large part of that is, is due just to the fact that the uh, the Cardinals offense can hardly move the ball. I mean, Sam Bradford has had a terrible year. Um, Josh Rosen came in late last game, and he's getting the start next week. But it has really shocked me um, at, at how bad they are. And I, I thought they were going to be a team that win nine or ten games uh, because of the return of David Johnson. But they just – yeah, that's, that's probably been the most surprising team for me. Yeah, I, I think um... – their slow start and also really just the slow start of the entire AFC East outside of Miami, New England, Buffalo, and the Jets, all one and two. And I know this is early on in the season, but I think the only other team that will be competitive in this division is New England, I think. Um, and even that, their defense is Swiss cheese right now. They have a lot of problems on the defensive side of the football, and their offense just was lethargic against the Lions. Um, and so Belichick needs to make some changes. Josh McDaniels needs to make some adjustments. Uh, that is a surprise. I know it's early in the season, and it's not time to hit that, um, you know, any alert buttons yet for New England. However, they are having enough issues to kind of start taking some notes of that. And I think pretender contender game is Miami versus New England. If New England struggles again um, and Miami gets the job done, they're going to have some serious problems in that AFC East, and I think it's that double-edged sword. We'll know that if we'll know if Miami's a true threat or not. Yeah, and New England's obviously had so much success in the past, and uh, a large part of that can uh, can be accredited to the fact that their division has been so poor. Um, the Jets, Bills, and, and Dolphins not having much success in in recent years. The Dolphins have looked better this year, but. Knowing that the Patriots are going to have two games against the Bills and two games against the Jets this year, it almost seems I, I don't see the Bills or Jets really winning, uh, winning against New England, winning that no. matchup. So that, if you think about that, that's that's four wins right there. So I still think they're going to win their division. I, I don't think Miami's going to keep this trend up. This is a huge game this week um, for the Dolphins and for the Patriots. Um, but I, I think the Patriots are going to end up winning the division. But a huge. Um, they may win the division, but I do not think they're going to be the number one seed in the AFC, um, which will be huge because without that home field advantage, I don't, I'm not sure that they'll be able to go into Kansas City or go into Denver or go into Pittsburgh and be able to take one of those teams down in the postseason or Jacksonville. So uh, I, I'm excited for this. I'm I'm excited to see kind of a a change. Yeah, seriously, because um, if my memory serves me correctly, the last team to have home field advantage outside of 
New England was Denver in that 2015 Super Bowl season, and once again, Denver in 2013 when they also went to the Super Bowl. So home field advantage is huge, especially in the AFC, um, and New England has had it a lot. And so um, this is a big game for New England and Miami. John, to wrap it up, we're just going to do some rapid-fire contenders or pretenders. Quick five-word responses or less, okay? So it's like one of those English class essays, um, but even shorter. So we'll start with Miami. Contender or pretender? Pretender. Cincinnati Bengals? Contender. I think so, too. And the Baltimore Ravens? Pretender. Tennessee and Jacksonville? Tennessee, pretender, Jacksonville, contender. Kansas City and Denver. Both contenders. All right, and on to the NFC. Washington starting off 2 and 1. Pretenders. Chicago Bears who lead the NFC North. Very uh very much pretenders. Very much pretenders, I agree. Tampa Bay who's in front of their division. That division, the NFC South has three teams at 2 and 1 and the Falcons at 1 and 2. For Tampa Bay, I want to say contender. And finally, the Seattle Seahawks, one and two. Are they a team that can make the playoffs or not? No, I don't think so. I'm going to go with pretender on the on the Seattle Seahawks. Well, folks, that's what we call contender pretender with John Schmidt. Uh, <laughs> we <coughs> we don't have any sponsors for it, so not yet. Uh, but somewhere in the works, um. we've got some serious we've got some serious opportunities for sponsorships. Um, and by that we mean, we mean absolutely none. Um, but we'll yeah, we'll make we'll make none some up. All. We'll make some up because that's kind of cool. Um, well, Schmidt, as we wrap up, any final statements, closing thoughts, anything you want the the listeners to know? Uh, Earl Thomas, if you're listening, um, Kansas City needs you. Uh, that secondary needs you. That defense needs you. Please come to Kansas City. I'll do anything. He will even trade Patrick Mahomes away. Okay, anything but that. Well, there you go. We found the limit. We found the <laughs> limit, folks, and that's called journalism. <laughs> well, you've been listening to the First and Goal Show. I'm Scott Ayers, and alongside John Schmidt, we say thank you for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your night, and we will see you next Wednesday.